Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You boys been up to anything fun in, no. that, in that two weeks off? No. Yeah. Not really, no. Just sort of <laughs> listen to some old episodes of Podiots. Oh, that's quite nice. That's what I did, yeah. yeah. Really? I've, I don't think I've ever listened back to a full episode of Podiots. Oh, haven't you? I listened to each one twice. It's pretty oh. good. Yeah, are we, are we actually show. entertaining? Is it, is it a I good podcast? Like it. <laughs> no? I'd highly <laughs> recommend it. In fact, so, anyone if anyone's listening right now hasn't tried out the Podiots podcast, you should definitely give it a go. It's... Um, like just uh, go to youtube.com forward slash vidiots official it's uploaded there um, wait why is it oh, why is okay. the channel called vidiots if it's called podiots that's really confusing there was like this the whole thing where uh, they got they got cancelled for some reason um i don't, I don't <laughs> really know did why. something terrible yeah really awful i, I think all if of i may did. if i may offer a counterpoint mm. um i think podiots is really bad so if you've not listened to podiots don't listen to podiots right well fair enough yeah fuck me it's just it's hard work <laughs> yeah read, read like don't don't listen to a bit of it and make your mind up like read a description and base your mm-hmm. entire judgment off that or even an episode title like yeah if it's, got, if it's got poo in it you know you're in for a for a real treat that's good advice go off all of the episode titles and nothing else mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> makes sense to me yeah cool well check it out or don't it's up to you okay Hello, everybody, and welcome to Poddy. It's the official Vidiots podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three us, where everybody brings a thing to to talk talk about. about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm Michael. All right, chaps, how's it going or not? I, yeah. Kiki, I, like, I, I. So we need to record two intros, actually. I didn't mention this to you guys. This is the one where it's come home, and then we need to record another one where it's not come home. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, so um, we'll, just, we'll just take it from you've introduced yourselves. Okay? You ready? okay just yeah, to cool. save on, on recording space, you can use my uh, reaction for either, which is that I don't okay. really care that much. Right, we'll clip um, that. Yeah, that, Mikey, that can go anywhere. Yeah, use that anywhere. Cool. Um, I'm now going to ask you, Michael, a question. Yeah, this is for the "It's Come Home" version. Mm-hmm. So, how many burning police cars did you dodge over the past couple of days, Michael? <laughs> Lining the streets, Ben. It's it's a lovely source of warmth, and it's saving me on the heating bill. So I'm for it. Burn all I'm the police cars you can about- see burning police cars. I really, you know, take them or leave them. To be honest, really, yeah. you're not. They don't make you feel anything. No. Uh, maybe a, a tiny bit of like national pride, but not, I mean, there's so much to be ashamed of in this country that you know it doesn't do a great deal for me. Okay, cool. Well, that's one. Mm. Yeah. Second intro. I don't know if anyone's got any ideas to kick us off for that one. Um, this is where it's not come home. Actually, Ben, could you ask me how many burning police cars I've seen again? Yeah, sure. That is relevant. 
Michael, how many burning police cars have you seen over the past couple of days? <laughs> oh, so many. The country's in tatters. There's grown men crying on the streets, but hey, at least it's keeping me warm. Uh, Brilliant. Uh, Peter, how do you feel about burning police cars? Just for... Just don't, don't, don't really mind. Um, Not really asked. Have you, have you guys... Uh, it's an important public service annou- announcement. If any of you see it... Um, mm anywhere uh could you please tell it that we're worried sick uh it's not yeah. been home for a, for far longer than is usual uh for its normal behavior now. yeah and <laughs> you know we just want it to know that we we love it we care mm. about it and we don't mind what's happened just c- please come home please your mother's worried sick yeah. she is and if Watch. you know where it is if any of you are watching please uh get in contact with um crime stoppers yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. Um, I think um, there's going to be a special watchdog about the matter, but due to, you know, the, the time difference in it leaving and it hopefully returning, about 60 years, you said, mm. they've had to do some age progression images. So, right. yeah, right. It's, it's not quite accurate, but it should at least give you an, a basis of what what it looks like. Okay. Keep we all mocked peeled. it, but like, is this, has this been a sort of 25 year viral glitch campaign? Like a, a guerrilla marketing for Glitch. <laughs> what, what is what it? What is it? <laughs> Will glitch, it come home? It's coming home. <laughs> it's coming. Oh, glitch, the gift that keeps on giving. Except I know. Didn't. Eventually they'll oh. do Glitch and we'll have to stop talking about it. Maybe they'll invite us. I don't think they will. No. We've given them more marketing than anyone else. <laughs> we yeah. haven't stopped talking about them for three years. Fucking song. <laughs> That's the way to, to do it, I suppose. To, to do it. To do, to do Glitch. Do to glitch, what is it? Not actually put the event on to the point that everyone talks about how it never happened. And then yeah. about 10 years later or 60 years later, whatever you like, Suddenly, glitch! It's actually happening. <laughs> the long-awaited event, the it's best brilliant. event to never happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant! Fantastic. Well, uh, yeah. Welcome to the show, everyone. God, that would have been a much better cold open. We really do take a minute to get warmed up, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, but we you really, know what? Yeah. We, we should just... deliver the gold, don't we, Michael? Oh, you're damn right. We should just do those cold opens, but not actually in- include them. I think that would be. A proper, proper way of doing things, but no, we like to leave yeah. everything in. Like do a fake the one at the, the start, and then once we're warmed up with the fake cold open, do the real one, mm. right? Yeah. It's very confusing. Yeah. It's the, the problem is that we often have like really like the, just the funniest fucking chats as soon as we get in the Discord call, and yeah. then it's before we only once in recent memory have we stopped ourselves and said, should we just get, should we just record and talk yeah. about this? Yeah. Um, well, you know, that's on us. If you, if you produce gold so regularly, like <laughs> we do, you can't always record all of it. Can you? It's just too much. It overfloweth. It's hard no- to tell when you're producing gold sometimes when it happens all the time. You just don't even realize. Yeah. Oh, that was so a bit more gold there. Oh, well. Oh, <laughs> God, did you see that gold? Look at it. Yeah. It's flipping gone. Uh, yes, this is our, <laughs> some people call it a comedy podcast. Uh, it's called Podiots. We, uh, we, as, as I said in the intro, we bring along some things, each of us that we found. We answer some questions. But at the beginning and the end of the show, we always like to give a shout out to our fantastic, supportive pod squad. And you can join pod squad by going to streamlabs.com forward slash Podiots donations. If you donate three pounds or more, you get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show, and you join that special pod squad. Mikey, you got the first bunch there. You damn right. And we're starting strong with the wonderful, the spectacular Hitler's Nazi minge binge. Thank you. Oh, oh there we go. <laughs> Specky Becky, Chegarul Nobbage. 
think that says thank you. Awesome Fox 42, Katie Kin Solo. Release Mikey Cut Skyrim Zoo. Uh, maybe I'll just release the whole footage. Why not? An excellent massage. Stukalicious. Message. Oh, God. An excellent me- <laughs> massage. <laughs> An excellent message. There we go. Nailed it. Stukalicious. OG Lola Bunny Porn. Donak 07. <laughs> I was worried I mispronounced that one, but no, we're just laughing at it. That's okay. We're fine. Yeah, that's fine. I like it that it's OG Lola Bunny Porn. (laughs) Not the new one. Not the new stuff. No, it's changed. Very quickly, is a Looney Tunes... A, a Looney Tunes as relevant as they were in the 90s with kids? Because for starters, I I have a feeling that that this film is only going to appeal to people who are 30. Mm -hmm. And secondly, is King James as popular and as well-known as Michael Jordan. I mean, I know we're speaking from a UK perspective where ba- uh, basketball does not have the, the stranglehold on popular culture as it does in, in the States. I mean, to be but- fair, I only ever... I don't think I would have known who Michael Jordan was if not for Space Jam. So True. it's kind of a yeah, that's self, me too, yeah. self-fulfilling thing. Like, the fact that whoever was going to be in Space Jam 2 would have become the new... Michael Jordan, effectively, just by mm. virtue of being in a Looney Tunes <laughs> film. Um, yeah. I watched yeah. the trailer at the cinema last night. It's the first time Whoa. I've seen a trailer for the new Space Jam. And I was just, I was just so uninterested in it. Yeah. The I only reason I'm, I'm an interested adult, in but... it is purely to look at all the crowd in the background because it's just full of uh, oh, Warner Easter Brothers uh, franchises. And uh, like they've got Tim Burton's Batman villains in there. Like... Oh. Danny DeVito's Penguin and stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah. amazing. Stephen King's It is coming home. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, they're all going to be there. The Iron Giant and stuff. Um, that's that's all I care about. So I might watch it that's just for fair. that. The Mystery Machine is there and DeLorean. Maybe, maybe DeLorean. So they've gone for like a Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah, kind of exactly. Thing. I know that thing. Look at the thing. Woo. Look at, yeah, do you recognize it? I do recognize it. What's happening in this film? It doesn't matter. Look at the thing. Look, so, there's oh, Fred I Flintstone. I, I love guess. Fred Flintstone. He's in this film. Best. Brilliant. Anyway, I don't think it's going to be good. I just wanted to say that. And Mm -hmm. uh, Lola Bunny was a a sexual awakening moment for many people. For sure. Yeah. That that, um, that impact can't be replicated, no matter how hard you try. Saying that, the bunny from, um, oh, what was the sexy bunny called from the 3D one? Thingy Hops. I didn't want to say it because I thought I was just going to out myself there. (laughs) With the wrong bunny. Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, Bugs Bunny. Oh, I've outed myself. <laughs> you did. Yeah, you went hops. straight in there. Judy Hops. Yeah, Judy Hops. Yeah. No, no, everyone knows that she's she's an acclaimed sex icon. Anyway, let's get let's, let's keep going. Let's I've seen some. Going. Let me just say, I've seen some horrible, horrible banner ads with Judy Hops in them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a gif that frequently goes around on Imgur, which is meant to sort of upset people, where Judy Hopps is rubbing her toes together. Oh, God. And it's really weird. And well animated, probably. It's like upsettingly realistic. The budget that goes into animated (laughs) pornography is absolutely appalling. There's a market. There's Mm -hmm. a market for it. People Mm -hmm. want it. Not me, but people want it. Sorry, Michael, you were saying? Pod Squad. Pod Squad. The generous, sorry for being, you've had this run up, but Magic Thighs was very generous and they've said, last night and night before, there was three women walking down the street that way. I saw them and I said, hey, you three women, why are you all walking down the street that way? There's nothing down there. And they flew away. I said, ah, them were some birds. (laughs) Have you seen this video? No. No. 
It's just a guy approaching someone else in a car park and he just says this out loud and then walks off. Oh, gosh. It's amazing. I have seen this. It's all in the delivery. And I butchered that with my very clean, well, attempted clean delivery of it. (laughs) It's a great video. You can just search them with some birds. I can imagine that you can, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Magic Thighs. Thank you. Teenage Mutant Bastard Crabs. Cheath, Cheath Kegwin, R.I.P., Cishet Fuckboy Cheggers, good. <laughs> Lord Brotovich, pro trainer, Fred Weber, Dove's Lick. Yep, I did pronounce that right. St- Stephen Scudas, Big Titty Jesus, 42. The bus, what couldn't slow down, and the generous, Adi Pramana, 7. Hi, boys. I wanted to let you know that I passed my thesis defence today and I could honestly say I wouldn't have been able to get here without the help of three internet boys playing video games and messing around. Thank you for making the hard days easier. Congratulations, oh. Adam. Oh, yeah, well done. Yeah, well done, man. Well done. Thank good, you. Good, good job. D- uh, dogging with Dick and Dom. The bus, what couldn't slow down. <laughs> Spread Pachiti beans beans. <laughs> and... Ben is my lover. It's actually pronounced Venus, my yeah. lover. <laughs> Venus, as in Venus and butthead. Yeah, Venus, my lover. Oh, love it. <laughs> An erotic tale. Mm. Uh, the tiny troop. This fortnight consists of Jason Allenby, Mister Macca, Prince Beefcakes, Always an Adventure. Cherry got engaged, or, or hey, is hey. that Cherry? C H E R I. Kerry, yeah, Cherry. I think so. Yeah. Cherie, Cherie Blair. Congratulations. Oh, congrats. Uh, Axel's alive. Ninety-five. Shreddy Murphy's donkey. Laurie Wales. Yee laws. Okay. Uh, deluxe man on Twitter Twatter, who was very generous and said, "Lads or ladies." I had my first dominoes in three years a few weeks back. Happy to report, no bumpus. However, I did get stomach cramps the day after. Is dominoes cramp a recognised condition? Anyway, love you all. Praise be to the mighty meat face. Praise be. I think the the stomach cramps are one rung down to the bumpus. I think if you'd had too much more, it would (laughs) have... I'd say one rung up. You go one rung down. You can't get much lower than that, can you? Well, yeah, I mean, as though... You're climbing the ladder towards disaster. That's like those, what I mean. Those cramps of your body trying its very best to keep in the bumpus. Yeah. Successfully, it did it. So congratulations. Mm-hmm. You've got, got a stomach of stone. That line, climbing the ladder towards disaster, is fucking brilliant. It oh, sounds like it? something that Scott Steiner would say in like mm-hmm. a sweaty, out-of-breath <laughs> wrestling promo. Uh-huh. Look, climbing the ladder. Towards disaster, and then he just has a coronary and dies. Oh no! no. Uh, Grumble wank Boppis McGraw, (laughs) swinging with the crankies. Cheeky Neil Buchanan. Oh wow, that's a good one. Cheeky Neil Buchanandos. Nay, very good. Cheggers Peggers play pop. Uh, Dave Bacon Phillips, who was stupidly generous. That's a very big number there. And said, everyone that listens and supports this podcast is not only a great person, but proof that we, as a species, are going to be just fine. Uh, okay. Um, All right, Dave. Whatever you thanks, say. Dave. Thanks, Dave. Thank you very Thank much. You very much Dave. so generous. Amazing. Uh, Scott Chegg, <laughs> which is very clever. Uh, Cares of Gallifrey. <laughs> I like that one. 
I was I waiting for you guys to react more to that. I was pretty impressed it, with it Scott. It took me a second to get it. That's no, Scott that is fantastic. Chegg. Scott, Scott Chegg. Chegg. Scott Chegg. Uh, Cares of Gallifrey. Shart track Wrath of Dominoes. <laughs> Energetic cat or spunky pussy. <laughs> Living breathing poo factory. Tiny Peter Big Bumpus. Ben's oily bread. Cheggy. <laughs> Chegly Searides, uh, Finn Tristam, and Rootin Tootin Vladimir Putin. Nice. <laughs> oh. uh, we've also got the very generous, but wait, there's more, who said, Hey lads, you're all so sexy and lovely, and I'm very proud of you all. Listening to episode 80 reminded me of the time my mum ordered a lawnmower from Homemade, and when it was delivered, the sealed box contained <laughs> the mower and an actual poo. An actual Whoa. poo. I thought it said pool. <laughs> Like a swimming pool. An actual poo. Baffling. A sealed box. Wow. wow. Really? With just a little... Missed... The lawnmower got scared. <laughs> <and trembled. laughs> missed an opportunity there by not reaching out to a local newspaper. You could have got yourself a voucher. You could. You could have done. Yeah. Amazing. Then we move on to the obscenely generous I love you Miss Cornforth who said, Hello, lads. Me and the fiancé have been big fans of yours since the redacted days. Just want to say thank you for all your content and also give a shout-out to my almost wife. I have been away in Texas training for the last few months and I miss her Aww. muchly. Aww. Communicating cute. via podiats. That's sweet. That's nice. Even though we're a bit late Sorry. on this one because we didn't <laughs> do one the other week. But even so, thank you thank so you. much. And th thank you for your support and congratulations on the impending... Ceremony. Yeah, thank you very much. And we love you too, Miss Cornforth. We do. Yeah, we do. We all do. Uh, Mike OX Small or Mike Ox Small. Friar Took. <laughs> Michael. Have we had that Did one you get before? Mike? Because that's really Mike simple. Oxmall. It's great. Did you get that? Oh, oh okay. Wow. I see. I got that's you. A, you had to say that's it. That's very good. You had to say it. That was it. Friar that's Took. A, that's a banger. Uh, Michael, <laughs> Michael Schumacher SSX mod. <laughs> That's fucking dark, that one. Oh. A sub and dom in the bungalow. Michael Jugson's mum's mm. jugs. Dave Benson nip slips. <laughs> Mars bar. Cheggers doesn't... Hang on. Cheggers doesn't do camel nice. case. Thank you. Just Jake. Perfect. Hang on. Perfect. Melk. Whoa. Wow. What is happening here? Perfect-ka. Oh. Melka, perfect camel case. Uh, am I missing something? Uh, oh, that, that's a tricky bastard! Camel case. Oh. Completely threw me. Uh, Non-apple jump. A well-trained bear. Just keep swimming, Ash. Jobby <laughs> Jabalooney. Mikey's Detol Twitch nice. stream. Mister Macca. Loud Dabadi Dabarchinko. <laughs> I think. Um, the very generous, no witty name, so Nick Gage, who said, Sorry, TP, I'll put it in camel case this time. These podcasts are the highlight of my fortnight. How you boys, in brackets, boys, keep it fresh every time. I just don't know. Also, Ben, if anyone ever accuses you of owing them £20 again, use this. Stay funky, bros. <laughs> Thank you. Nick For context, Gage. that was a £20 donation. Just thought, yeah. It was. Just in case people want it. Kevin from Con, Big Titty Jesus 42. You donated 420. Very nice. Uh, Neil Pucanon's <laughs> fart attack. Fuck my fuck you fuck. Nice. And Connor rolls his ankles. And there you go. That is the pod God. squad for this week. 
It's a hefty one. Thank you so much, everybody. Once again, streamlabs.com forward slash polyets donations, three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. <gasps> I just did some Googling and, and realized why Michael Schumacher SSX mod is, is as, as dark yeah. as it is. It's not I, good, is I it? I forgot that that's how it happened. I thought it was in a driving accident, but no. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Anyway. Yeah. We don't need to I talk just about wanted it. to address that because I laughed at the time. and uh, <laughs> oh, That's the funniest that's one. That's great. But just for the absurdity that there would be a, a themed mod, but I've realised what it is. Anyway, Michael um, Johnson. I, uh, always an adventure. A podcast with Sam and Alex on Twitter. Uh, I can't see your handle, sorry. It's, it's, it's cut off. But all I see is... I think it's always an adventure podcast, if memory it's serves. It's at AAA underscore A dot dot dot. Well, that shows me, doesn't it? Look, look at that. See, you could find it. You just wanted to make me sound but stupid. I can only see the first four letters. Anyway, anyway, he says... <laughs> ah, sorry, proper question. I think there was another question before this one. But football it's the season after all it's kind of crap oh there's a lot of people disagree with you there wow. how would you change it to make things a bit spicier so with i mean this is coming out the date no but two days after the uh two days after the the finale so mm-hmm. we've, we've got a chance here to reinvigorate the sport depending on the outcome regardless of the outcome like well, how do we get a new audience in because i feel like well football's kind of peaked in her reaches we need to go to the the football haters it's a completely different, the two different directions for this question. Like it was, how would you change it? I've got a lot of opinions on how I would change it, but to make it more spicy, that's a whole different thing. I was about to go off on one about diving and just how ridiculous. Would that, that's what would make you watch no, it. No, no. Before it was to make, to make it spicy, I was going to say, for God's sake, like it's just so embarrassing yeah. the fact that people dive on football. It's. Mm. It, well, I, I guess, think that might be half the reason I don't watch it is that I just can't bear the people who play it uh, or the, the tactics kind of, that they employ. Kind of amusing though when they like they're on the floor for like ten seconds and then like the ball starts going in the right mm-hmm. direction and they spring up and that that's kind of amusing. But it is it's amusing in that sense. Yeah. But yeah, uh, but to make it more spicy, I don't know. Uh, I think following on from the dives uh, thing, I say if someone takes a dive and it's, it's revealed that it is in fact a false dive and they're not actually injured, there's a designated ankle snapper in the, in the oh, stadium God. to give them a bloody reason wow. to dive. They do, they, they commit the, the, the attack or the injury on them that they were pretending <laughs> that they had. Yeah. Oh my God. There'd be no one left at the end of the tournament, just a bunch mm-hmm. of limping, weak men. Um, um, I've, I've always been kind of partial to the thought of like sudden death so that like it hits certain times. So let's say rather than going into extra time, well, you still do extra time, but it's just first one to score a goal Ooh, wins. So it's wow. like it's a game of speed and attack and whoa, just people throwing themselves at it and just going all out just to get that goal. We used to play in. that at school. We called it golden goal, Ooh. Um, which is just that. Like if if kind of time was up or something, it would be first like next goal wins kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, I want to see that. I want to see professionals doing that. That sounds like a hoot. Yeah. A hoot? Oh. Um, I would like, um, similar to how I think there should be a separate Olympics for people who have doped, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like there should be a football league where everyone's on drugs, <laughs> just to see how how far the human body can go in that sport like, when altered uh, with substances. Would you have like two separate leagues, one for stimulants and one for depressants, or throw them all on the same same pitch? Uh, I think you can you can do whatever you want. There's a clean league and there's there's a dirty league, is what we'll call it, the dirty league, and uh, it's just mayhem. 
it's just like people die super young who <laughs> who play in it because their hearts get poorly oh. and uh but they're so quick oh while they're, they're so fast while they're there you yeah, know like brain oh. just so fucking yeah fast. that's that's it fast football speed speed football speedball everyone's on speed best yeah. best game ever how 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 fast can we make mm. football? That's what we really need to yeah. ask. Um, and I think pretty fast. I think there's a lot of room for improvement with narcotics and uh, blood doping and all sorts of other things like that. Get it, get it done. Make it happen. Come I on, would ones. like to see um, a football pitch uh, like a like one of those really, really horrible uh, food farms um, where you can barely move. There's that many people there. <laughs> So, you know, like when you see a a turkey shed or something and it's just shoulder to shoulder turkeys, I want there to be 200 people, a team and one ball (laughs) and maybe a goal that stretches the width of the, you know, the of the end of the field. And it's just absolute chaos. It's just a swarm. (laughs) It's like something from Dead Rising or something like that. everyone trying to swarm this ball and kicking each other because there's no way that a referee can even see what's going on so people will be kicking each other in the shins and uh you you, even as a spectator you won't really see the ball but you'll see where the mass of people is like (laughs) moving around the field Mm. and you can assume the ball Mm. is in the middle of that that's what i want to see yeah, no, my fan. Right, get on it, UEFA. This is it. This is how you. This is how you. You, you make your. Well, they're already making billions, but your trillions. Yeah, this is how you get everyone. <laughs> this is board. how you kill every this professional one. footballer in your in your in your ranks. <laughs> Absolutely. But I will say, I am glad. Well, it's stop it in every match, but the uh, the football car. They've definitely spiced up football with that. Have you seen that? The football it's car. It's a little toy car that they put a football in and they drive it into the pitch to deliver the football to the players. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. What, is, what does it look like? Do you have... I think it's got like a verified um, Twitter account as well. Of course it does. Thinking about driving on the pitch tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. You for football car. Tiny football cars. Wait, it's colloquially... Tiny football oh, it's car. Little, it's adorable. Look at it. Is it like branded? Is it like a Mercedes? It's a Volkswagen. Oh, or something. Audi. Oh, wait, I'm putting in the wrong fucking chat. Just sending it to your mum. Send that to my mum. <laughs> oh, oh, there it is. It's it. very much branded, isn't it? It's got VW all over it. All over oh, it. I love it. What does it say on the back? On the Because li- it's got a little license plate as well. Oh, wedge. Is that? Yeah. VW1 the- or something. The model of car. Yeah, something. Got to get that extra branding in there. Yeah, okay. oh, this image isn't big enough for me to zoom in on. Yeah, it looks like that's it's brilliant. just a model of a car. But yeah, that's... I am a big Put fan that of that. <laughs> Put that in, yeah. Amazing. Stick that in a dump for everyone to mm, see. Lovely dump. Fantastic. Take a look at our dumps. Mm. There we go. Who would like dun, dun. to do their thing? Guys, can I please do my thing? I have so much to make up for after I told a story about a man who died on a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go for it, Ben. Absolutely. really need to pull this back. Um, I've turned to Twitter, where I saw a fun thread a few weeks ago from Jack Stents at Muse Jack. And this is about a radical wolf. Would you like to see oh, wow. it? Yes, please. Yeah. Sounds like the coolest wolf ever. Newton just opened Slack. That's not where I want to send that. <laughs> Nearly made the same mistake Mikey did. There we go. That wolf right there is called Yellowstone Wolf 21. Ooh. Cool. Cool. So let's learn about it. So this is a combination of Jack's tweets and also screenshots of various articles. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to read read all of it. 
I've gone down a rabbit hole of reading about the life of Yellowstone Wolf 21, who seems to have been the wolf equivalent of the Buddha crossed with Batman. In his entire life, he never lost a fight and never killed a defeated enemy. What a legend. Wow. So here's the first little excerpt here. 21 was remarkably gentle with the members of his pack, says Rick. I don't know who Rick is. Immediately after making a kill, he would often walk away to urinate or lie down and nap, allowing family members who'd had nothing to do with the hunt eat their fill. One of 21's favourite things was to wrestle with little pups. And what he really loved to do, Rick adds, was to pretend to lose. He just got a huge kick out of it. <laughs> he was this great big male wolf, and he'd let some little wolf jump on him and bite his fur. He'd just fall on his back with his paws in the air, Rick half mimes, and the triumphant-looking little ones would be standing over him with his tail wagging. Oh, that's cute. The ability to pretend, Rick adds, shows that you understand how your actions are perceived by others. It indicates high intelligence. I'm sure the pups knew that knew what was going on, but it was a way for them to learn how it feels to conquer something much bigger than you. And that kind of confidence is what wolves need every day of their hunting lives. So that's wonderful. Oh, yeah, inspiring. Uh, Zach. Zach says, he shared his kills and was a gentle and nurturing dad and uncle. 21 was the male role model we all need. <laughs> He continues, 21 was even merciful towards the sexy bad boy of the wolf world. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. So here's the next little bit. Oh. Uh, in 21's life, there was a particular male, a sort of roving Casanova, a continual annoyance. He was strikingly good looking, had a big personality and was always doing something interesting. I don't know who just wrote this. Maybe the wolf wrote this. The best single word is charisma, says Rick. <laughs> Female wolves were happy to mate with him. People loved him. His irresponsibility and infidelity, it didn't matter. <laughs> One day, 21 discovered this Casanova among his daughters. 21 ran in, caught him, and began biting and pinning him to the ground. Various pack members piled in, beating Casanova up. Casanova was also big, Rick says, but he was a bad fighter. Now he was totally overwhelmed and the pack was finally killing him. Suddenly, 21 steps back. Everything stops. The pack members are looking at 21, as if saying, why has dad stopped? The Casanova wolf jumped up and, as always in such situations, ran away. Wow. But Casanova kept causing problems for 21. Why didn't 21 just kill him so he wouldn't have to deal with him anymore? It didn't make sense until years later. Fast forward to after 21's death, he does die in real oh. <laughs> Casanova briefly became the druid pack's alpha male. I'm assuming the druid pack is the pack that 21 was mm. in charge of. But he wasn't effective, Rick recalls. He didn't know what to do, just not a leader personality. And although it's very rare for a younger brother to depose an older one, that's what happened to him. Casanova didn't mind. It meant he was free to wander and meet other females. <laughs> Eventually, Casanova, along with several young druid males, met some females and they all formed another pack. With them, Rick remembers, he finally became the model of a responsible alpha male and a great father. Meanwhile, the mighty druids were ravaged and weakened by mange and diminished by interpack fighting. The last druid was shot near Butte, or Butte, Montana, in 2010. Casanova, though he had been adverse to fighting, died in a fight with a rival pack. But everyone in his pack remained uninjured, including grandchildren and great and great grandchildren of 21. Oh. Wolves can't foresee such plot twists any more than people can, but evolution does. Its calculus integrates long averages. By sparing the Casanova wolf, 21 actually helped assure himself more surviving descendants. Oh. And, in evolution, surviving descendants are the only currency that matters. Ooh. So this 21 is just a... Uh, it's just a fucking Baller. real just big boy fucking ass. legend. 
ass. He's so good. Even in the midst of a harsh struggle for survival, 21 looked out for the underdog, is the next tweet. So, in strictly survivalist terms, should a wolf let his rival go free? Is restraint an effective strategy for accumulating benefits? I think the answer is yes, if you can afford it, because sometimes your enemy today becomes tomorrow a vehicle for your legacy. What Rick saw play out over those years might be just the kinds of events that are the basis for magnanimity in wolves and at the heart of mercy in men. Early on, when 21 was young and still living with his mother, (laughs) (laughs) an adoptive father, one of their new pups was not acting normal. The other pups were a bit afraid of him and wouldn't play with him. One day, 21 brought back some food for the small pups, and after feeding them, he just stood there, looking around for something. Soon, he started wagging his tail. He'd been looking for the sickly little pup, Mm. Rick says, and finding him, he just went over to hang out with him for a while. Rick suddenly seems to be searching inside himself for something deeper he wants to express. Then he looks at me, saying simply, Of all the stories I have about 21, that's my favourite. Strength impresses us, but what we remember is kindness. What a gentleman. And finally, it's time to learn about how 21 went out. Oh no, I don't want to, Ben. And when it was time for 21 to die, he went out on his own terms, like the noble soul he was. We should all be so lucky. Here we go. The majority of wolves die violently, which is a good good start. start, Despite a violent, eventful life, even by wolf standards, 21 distinguished himself to the very end. He was a black wolf who who greyed with the years and became one of the few Yellowstone wolves to die of old age. One June day, when 21 was nine years old, his family was lying bedded down when an elk came by. Everyone jumped up to give chase. He jumped up too, but just stood watching the action and then lay down again. Later, when the pack headed towards the, toward the den site, 21 crossed the valley in the opposite direction, travelling purposefully somewhere, alone. Sometime later, a visitor who'd been way up high in the backcountry reported having seen something very unusual, a dead wolf. Rick got a horse and rode up to investigate. That last day, it seems, 21 knew his time had come. He used the last of his energy to go up to the top of a high mountain in a favourite family rendezvous site where he'd been with his pups year after year. Amid summer grass and mountain wildflowers, 21 curled up in the shade of a big tree, and on his own terms, he went to sleep for the last time. That's very sweet, but oh God, it's so sad. (laughs) They're all good boys, Michael. (laughs) They're all good boys. He was the goodest of boys. Um, I won't go any further than that, but the thread, you should be able to find it, is really good. It goes on to talk about 21's mate, 42, who had a life at least as dramatic as his. She was nicknamed the Cinderella Wolf for how she was brutalised and dominated by a cruel older sister before coming into her own. 42 was 21's equal and more. It's all kicking off in Yellowstone, the wolf situation. Uh, So there we are. A fun story. Well, I suppose it's not fun. A, sto- a cool story about a rad wolf. I, I just thought that was interesting because we don't have wolves yeah. here. And, uh, God, that's amazing. I just thought it was intriguing to see that sort of behaviour documented in such a fashion. Have you ever seen that video of the massive black wolf that a dog is barking at? And <laughs> no. Hang on. Let me... Let me. Sounds like a bad idea. Uh, uh, g- giant wolf chases dog. The dog is fine, by the way. Um, good. Okay, good. So it's a, it's a bit of a slow start. You can just see in the distance mm. a uh, a wolf like lying in the grass. Well, you can barely see it really, but it's like some ears sticking up. Um, and then right towards the end, as the dog gets close to this wolf, the wolf stands up. And when you get the sense of scale, 
you suddenly realize that this wolf is like twice as big as a dog. It's insanely big. Jesus Christ. It's like a... Wow, that's a big boy. isn't it? It's like a horse. God. Yeah, literally double the size. Wow. Flipping The trees look tiny. I love how the owner was just filming it until things predictably went (laughs) bad. Now, what are you doing, you idiot? (laughs) What can you do in that situation when there's like a horse-sized wolf in front of you? Do you even dare go near that thing? I'd like to think I'd like to think that we all would imagine ourselves doing what that Australian bloke did in that video where he punches That's what I was thinking of. Kangaroo in the face. This is dog, isn't it? Just go up and thump the wolf. No. Sure that'll work. Yeah. Roll up a newspaper. Naughty. Boop him. Bad dog. Um so yeah, I've gone from a story about a man dying on a mountain to a dog dying on a mountain. And uh, I hope you enjoyed that one more. Lovely. I love that. Who dies on a mountain next time? <laughs> oh, Find out. I love that one of the takeaways from that is um, let your enemies live because some, someday they may become cannon fodder to protect your family. <laughs> yeah, to protect yeah. your own progeny. <laughs> a true lesson for life there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very cute. Wow. I'm going to read more into that because that sounds really interesting. Wolves you just think of as being big, I'll... scary, cool things, but now like mm. the actual genuine badasses. Yeah, the social. There's the. Social. Uh, there's the thread in case well. you want to go down Thank there. You. Thank you. Thank you, Potter. What do you boys like? Another question? Mm-hmm. Yes, please. This one comes from Stephen Nori, agent of G-I-R-L at Stephen underscore Nori on Twitter. You are given free reign to perform an experiment on a child. Don't worry. It's a, it's a good experiment. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. Whereby you teach them one wrong or inaccurate fact and try to see whose child will get the oldest before finding out the truth. What do you choose? For example, teach them that the name of the colour brown is actually yellow. This is, oh, wow. This is, this is a good one. It's like, so you're going to gaslight a child? Yes. That's the, for a bit of fun, for a do. bet. So all three of us are competing. We've all got our own child, and we're all telling our respective child one lie, and the yeah. winner for us three is whoever convinces their child for the longest, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, so it's got to be something that can slip under the radar for long enough, but not yeah. be so obscure. Oh, mm. oh, I've got one, um, which I don't know if I should name names, but someone I know uh, who, uh, thought that this was true for the longest time. I don't think they were told this, but they just assumed it from context um, that Timbuktu was a fictional place. Because oh. people talk about how, oh, you know, well, I can't think of any. From here to Timbuktu. From here to Timbuktu. Or, yeah, uh, where, where's he come from? Timbuktu. You know, it just sounds like a kind of made up it's not real. fictional place, like a Dr. Seuss location or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe I'd go with that, that Timbuktu is not a real place. I like that. That's good. Because, yeah, that's like, yeah, you hear that and it does sound ridiculous. There's no issue there. And you never really read about Timbuktu. That's going to dawn on. Yeah. An ignorant, sheltered white person, then you might believe it for a long time. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I mean, it's not wrong. Uh, What about, and this isn't something that would necessarily go beyond childhood because I think people would think it was cute to begin with. And then it just takes one embarrassing incident for it to Mm. never happen again. But a plane can only take off if you salute the staff when you get aboard. <laughs> okay. Like when you're climbing up the stairs to get on a plane, you've got to salute yeah. their 
the what are they called the crew <laughs> what are they called what yeah, the crew, crew? the cabin crew the cabin crew yeah exactly the uh, that could be more the than, hostesses and hosts more than an embarrassing situation like imagine if you got on the plane and for some reason you forgot maybe you've had like a, a beer or something <laughs> in the bar before you got on then you sit down in your chair everyone straps their seat belts <laughs> on and uh, as it's taxiing out to the runway, it's in like, oh god, oh god, I, f- I forgot to salute. Everyone, stop the, stop the plane, <laughs> stop the plane. I got to salute. I was thinking it would be more obvious because you would see other people get on the plane and not salute, yeah. which isn't, which is probably something that a child wouldn't necessarily notice, or they just think, well, I've got to do it because it's my duty. Because you know, children don't think about themselves that yeah. much. <laughs> they, they're, they're more, they're people of the world, children, and uh, yeah, when they got older, they would notice. Kind of like a, a Santa Claus Father Christmas situation. Mm. They would notice that, hang on, hang on a minute. Something doesn't that feel right. Um, but yeah, for at least for a while, there'd be a glorious few years where every time they, they get on a plane, they salute the staff because they think this plane's not going to take off if I don't do it. Mm. I'm, I'm torn between like, in terms of keeping it secret the long, longest, like giving them a, like a, a different meaning for like a common phrase or something like it's raining cats and dogs. Oh, yeah. So, like say it came from a natural of like a freak disaster where cats and dogs rained for like a couple of minutes in 1713 or something like well, that. Well, I think it sort of did though, didn't it? It was, it's the fact that, I don't know if this is true, but Wait, what? <laughs> I've heard that an origin of that phrase is that back in the olden days, whenever that was, um, if you had absolutely horrendous torrential rain, i.e. it's raining cats and dogs, occasionally you would get, um, dead strays in the street because they like drowned or or like froze to death or whatever. Oh, they get like swept in and oh man. Or swept, yeah. Or like they they get caught in the gutters or whatever. And so you would come out in the morning and it looks like it's rained cats and dogs because there's a couple of dead dogs wow. and cats in the street. I, that might be one of those made up explanations of things. So. Yeah, that sounds believable, needed, but, but okay, well, maybe not that, because my fake one is maybe actually true. I think I'd go down the route riffing off when my teacher told a student that don't eat the bottom of the banana because that's where the spiders lay their eggs. I, I think oh. I'd just go, <laughs> oh, God. Don't, don't eat the apple pips because they are poisonous. Like, they will kill you if you eat one. And if you do eat one, you've got to go to the, de- the doctor's. I mean, that's also believable because they've got cyanide in them. Yeah, they, are, they are a little bit. But yeah. just want, just tell them the little, just, just a little fib. They'll just want to kill it. you. Mm. Keep them on the toes every time they're biting that apple. That's good, based on facts. Yeah. Maybe that's the best way to go. Yeah, just um, <laughs> take it to the extreme. Although you have a good point as well, Ben. With the, the difficult, the difficult thing with all of these lies is that the world isn't complicit in your lie, right? You know, so someone no. from the world, the big wide world, is going to blow your cover. However, maybe the the way to win this bet would just be to tell them that father christmas is real because that is one lie where people are kind of complicit in it and they won't really spoil it for someone who's you know around the kind of borderline age where they might know and they might not and you know you can be like eight or nine or ten and people still don't want to bring themselves to say oh yeah well of course you know it's your mum and dad who does it you know yeah Yeah. tell them not to believe those lies those are the lies he is actually real (laughs) What about you're not allowed off the plane um, <laughs> um, um, unless you clap? Well, not the <laughs> salute. You, you have to clap when you land. Yeah. Otherwise. Uh, 
And again, as a child, that's fine. And it's the kind of thing that some people actually do yeah. is clap. So they might the stars might align. You're like, oh, score. They've only flown once this year. They're 14 and they've clapped <laughs> and someone else has clapped as well. And that's only going to reinforce their, their world. Yeah. 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 Someone has to clap before you're allowed to get off the plane <laughs> so, yeah so if it's just them then it's yeah. fine because yeah well, i've done it i've taken care of it thank me later everyone yes people under 18 have to clap or they're not allowed on another plane again <laughs> yeah uh, that's it there we go ruining ruining children's lives one one lie at a time thank you very that's much boys. um i can go first unless peter you're itching to get your thing out by all means go go ahead if you wish so i I was just Googling around for things to look at, and I came across a wonderful, wonderful story of a historic court jester. But the story itself wasn't quite enough to flesh out an entire thing. So I, I went a little bit more digging. I found some other key historic court jesters, because um, it's not something I ever really knew much about other than, you know, person in silly hat dances and makes jokes. But it turns out there's actually mm. some, like, real badasses out there and some 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 really, really good stories. So I thought, mm. I'm going to share the story of three jesters with you, if, that, oh, if that's all right. Okay. I've picked a difficult one to start with because it's a French person and uh, French names are difficult. Triboulet? Tri- 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 I'm going to put it in chat so maybe someone can help me. <laughs> Yeah, Triboulet. Yeah, Triboulet. Yeah, Triboulet. Yeah, there we go. That sounds good. Thank you. We're workshopping pronunciations. I love it. (laughs) The history and literature of European royal courts is littered with comically gifted jesters, but no court entertainer was as quick-witted as Triboulet. He served in French courts. He inspired the works of Victor Hugo, and he even saved his own life with a particularly cunning display of his talents. Display of his talents. (laughs) He was actually a chicken. Expecting the applause of courtiers, Tribulet once struck the king on his backside. (gasps) Oh, how dare he? Francis I was about to have the jester executed, but offered mercy only if Tribulet could come up with an apology more offensive than the act of the spanking. (laughs) And in, in response, he said... I'm so sorry, Your Majesty, that I didn't recognise you. I mistook you for the Queen. Oh. So, uh, so uh, I, I mean, he lived up. I think, yeah, that's a good way to one-up it. Unfortunately, the King's wife was the one person in the court who was strictly off-limits from being uh, poked fun of. Oh, no. The King was so furious that he ordered Tribulé's death. However, as a reward... For the jester's long years of servitude, he permitted his jester to choose the manner of his death. And Tribulé's response marked the most memorable act of his life. And he said, Good sir, Saint Nitouche and Saint Pan... Sorry. Oh, <laughs> reading's hard, isn't it? Really yeah, hard. <laughs> You're doing great, man. Thanks. We, we believe in you. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll get through a thing without f- flubbing it. Good sir, for St. Natusha's and St. Pansard's sake, patrons of insanity, I choose to die from old age. Remarkably, the king found this so humorous that he granted Tribulet banishment instead of death. That cheeky, cheeky little boy managed to get out of it by choosing his own fate. So yeah, I mean, it wasn't great. He got banished from, from his lovely, probably quite, la- probably quite lavish lifestyle. But hey, at least he left with his life. Good for him. Yeah. Good for like him. That. Well done. Next one is Lord Minimus, uh, also known as the Queen's Dwarf. This is uh, this is Lord Minimus. This is one I found like a little sentence which I thought was funny, and then I started reading more. Like, wow, this this person's led a life. 
So, by the age of 25, Sir Geoffrey Hudson, also known as Lord Minimus, but referred to as Geoffrey from here in, <laughs> reached just three foot nine inches. And at the time, his size was attributed to his mother choking on a gherkin while pregnant. So, oh, of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's sad. Yeah, that happens. At age seven, Geoffrey's father decided to present his son to the Duchess Catherine Villas at age seven. At the time, he stood just one and a half feet in height, but he was perfectly proportioned. So he was essentially just like a shrunk down human. And from this, which I mean, most kids are kind of, but you get what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And from this encounter, she decided to take him in and make a part of the royal family. But essentially, in these times, dwarfs weren't seen as people, but more as pets and playthings, kind of oddities to, to, to look at and gawk at. But, however, this life as a jester did at least grant him his own servants, like endless amounts of food to keep him full and anything he could wish for. So, while a bit demeaning, it was slightly better than scraping by as a commoner. At least he was living in a sense of luxury. Well, it doesn't, doesn't excuse the, the terrible, terrible treatment of these people. A common practice of the day was to impress guests via having obscenely large food items made and have random things burst out, like living birds, frogs, and even in one case, an entire 28-member orchestra, which what? that baffles the what mind. Did they, what did they cook? A big pie? A gingerbread house, I imagine. That's the only mm. way I can oh, see, picture it. But Don't let Peter do that. I'll eat the band as well. <laughs> in this particular case, the Duchess decided to surprise the king and queen with a rather small pie that Geoffrey was scrunched up in. And at the appropriate moment, Geoffrey burst out of the pie wearing a small suit of armour, brandishing a little sword that he swung around wildly to the amusement of all. And from this moment, the queen became like instantly enamoured with Geoffrey and his remarkable smallness, it quotes here. Mm. And uh, so she asked the Duchess if uh, the, the Queen could take Geoffrey home and add her to his own, uh, add him to her own little collection. And she was happy to oblige. And the Duchess handed Geoffrey over to the Queen in 1626. He was one of the several curiosities and pets, among whom were a giant Welsh porter named William Evans, two dwarfs, and a monkey called Pug, which <laughs> I, oh. I enjoy. <laughs> And uh, through this relationship with the other people, he later developed a routine with Evans, the very tall man, in which he'd pull Hudson out of his pocket, along with an entire loaf of bread, and make a sandwich out of him. <laughs> Quite impressive. Okay. Wow. Uh, the so the Queen was enamoured with Geoffrey and saw to it that he became well-educated, taught him the ways of being a gentleman, and in 1630, the Queen sent the then 10-year-old to France as part of a delegation to retrieve her, retrieve her midwife, Madame Perron. Geoffrey reportedly wowed the court in France with his dancing abilities, and in the process, he collected quite a lot of rather expensive gifts, gifts and impressed members of the court. So he was, he was doing well. He was um, you know, going out, touring the world, wowing the people and raking in the, the, the gifts and, the, and the, the big loaves of bread. Unf yeah. Unfortunately for Jeff, this journey ended in disaster when the ship he was on, while headed back home, was captured by pirates... The midwife, Jeff, all his newfound valuables were, were taken away by the pirates. And when the queen found out what happened, she was distraught, mainly for Jeffrey, and she was, con she was concerned with how she'd get him back. So luckily, the details are sparse here, but eventually Jeffrey did manage to make his way back to the queen, and so did everyone else on the, on the, on the, on the ship, um, it's assumed, just by uh, paying a massive ransom to get the boy back. 
he came back and in 1644 in France, when he was about 25 years old, a gentleman of the court evidently decided to ignore Geoffrey's insistence that he was no longer some court pet to be teased. At this point, he was, you know, a, a, a member of society. He, he'd earned his, earned his stripes and everyone accepted him for who he was. Mm-hmm. But instead, mm-hmm. this man insulted Geoffrey and in some way, and this enraged Geoffrey. And so he challenged him to a duel. A yes, challenge. Jeff. Yeah, go on, get him, go get him. And uh, this challenge was accepted and uh, it was going to be fought with pistols on horseback. So they're going big style on it. Wow. But the person who uh, angered Jeffrey kind of took the whole thing as a joke. And so while Jeffrey prepped an actual real pistol, the opponent chose to brandish a water gun in the fight. <laughs> Oh, oh no. they had water guns back yeah, then. Yeah, it's just kind of fun, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> kind of fun. Though. That's cool. <laughs> and yeah, for some reason, it was here on the royal court next to all the other weapons. So yeah, Jeffrey got up on his horse. So was the other guy, and Jeffrey, being the, the the keen marksman he was, just bam fired the opponent right in the middle of eyes, blowing a hole in his head. Oh, and wow! So he badass, pretty badass. But sadly, at the time in France. Uh, murder and duels were actually heavily illegal. So he'd actually just committed a terrible crime, even though all the royals in the presence were quite amused by this gruesome display that had taken place in front of them. So at this point, he was um, threatened with execution, but the queen was able to barter, get him him spared, and he was, was again, exiled, much like our friend uh, Tribule. And again, this this doesn't end here. He was yet again captured by pirates on a ship, um, unfortunately, he was sold into slavery and he was kind of lost for 25 years. Eventually, oh, wow. I think after, after that time, like there was big efforts in getting, you know, English natives back to the land away from, um, out, out of slavery. And he finally returned back to home to England. But unfortunately, he had grown considerably in this time. So he's no longer the, the, the short man he once was. And so he wasn't allowed back into his old job at the court. Oh, and sadly, the Queen. Jeff. I know he could have just gone around on his knees to, to at least get back in there, get on get on the payroll again. <laughs> and um, sadly, at the time, the Queen that had uh, looked after him so much had recently died, so he didn't really have much of a leg to stand on. But mm. at least, thankfully, he um, they decided to give him like a little small uh, settlement to help him set up with his new life, and it was all going quite well. Quite, you know, he'd got settled. He was living quite comfortably uh, until one fateful day. When he travelled to London in 1676, just to just to request his pension, and sadly, this was at the peak of anti-Catholic sentiment in the country, and this saw Geoffrey promptly arrested upon arriving in London for the sole crime of daring to be Catholic. Oh, what a bastard! Absolute bastard! How could he? This was, and this was a faith that he'd only taken up as a youth because of the Queen. Very, very sad. And so he spent uh, the next four years or so in prison. He was released in 1680 and what he got up to after then he kind of faded into obscurity and sadly died two years later with an unmarked grave despite officially being a knight and a captain of the horse wow lived a life but sadly good grief yeah it's an incredible life but yeah sadly didn't get the recognition he deserved that's why we're mentioning you now here on poddy it's jeffrey big respect big love on to the main event big love big love the main event, uh, this is what really got me interested. Roland the Farter. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, on brand. 
Sadly, there's a distinct lack of information surrounding the delightfully tilted jester, but there are a few things that we do know. Roland was a medieval flatulist who lived in 12th century England. Court jester to King Henry II, Roland was best known for one thing and one thing alone, breaking wind. Of course. Good. (laughs) While little is written about Roland, one thing that we do know is that his particular skill set was reserved for only one performance a year. (laughs) He only performed at the King King Henry's rip-roaringly riotous Christmas celebrations. So it'd be like a big old Christmas treat. Get Roland out. Come on, get him to do his routine. Get the fart, man. He's been eating beans all year. He's going to be rip-roaring for sure. Uh, Roland was recorded as culminating his foolery with, and this is Latin, unum saltum et stifultum et unum bumbulum. And (laughs) as he did this, a simultaneous... No, no, I think that is a Latin description of what he did. But uh, the actual act was a simultaneous jump, whistle, and a fart. Which is- that was it. That's his big <laughs> moment. For the whole it's only year. to be seen once a year. It's the show to watch. To be fair, if you- how do you practice something like that without just shitting yourself? <laughs> I guess that's why he does it once a year. It keeps the the failure rate down. Yeah, uh, mm. I think so if he did that every week, he'd pretty quickly get tired of it. So I think once a year, he made the right move with it. Imagine if on the day you just didn't feel like you could fart. Like you just, you know, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. If you sort of went in the morning and now you're kind of fine and then the moment arrives, what do you do? Yeah, God, that must be terrifying. Yeah, King Henry, he'd be have your head off if he if he couldn't before Bon Q. But then uh, I suppose it'd be scary enough that it would may probably make you want to <laughs> fart, so you'd probably be fine. Oh man. Yeah, that's 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 my little romp through Jess's in history with the delightful Wow. <laughs> jump whistling fart. Oh, what a treat. Incredible. Wanna, Thank you, Mikey. That's all right. I kind of want to try and emulate that and see if it's possible. You can do it, I know. You it sounds a bit you tricky. On a skateboard. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. I'll call it, yeah, call it the Roland. Kickflip. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's my new goal for 2021. <laughs> would you boys? Uh, you the best at doing mad pumps on your pumps? You <laughs> skateboard? I fucking did. What are your shreddies like? <laughs> Got an extra 50 <laughs> worth of beans. <laughs> you comfortable there, like? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it already does sound a bit like a fart, doesn't it? Oh, fantastic. Well, would you like another question? Yes, please. Yeah. I'm, I, I know which one it is. Oh, I can't find it. There we go. Yep. This one comes from yep. Jared G at Like a Glove 90. Mike, Benji, Petey. You get to choose one Vidiot's video that's beamed to the entire world's TV sets and media devices for an entire day. What do you choose? Oh, no. God, please, day. not Wallace. We would start so many wars <laughs> with any of them. Mm. Yeah. Someone would take real issue with pretty much everything we've done, I think. I guess it's well, what kind of route do you want to go down? Do you want to try and pacify people or do you, just, do you want to be that instigator? Mm. Some of our best videos are the shortest ones. Like, you know, for example, Peter gets hit by a car. It's quite funny. The Margaret video <laughs> yep. is very funny. Um, but the shorter the video... The more times they're going to see it in one day. Whereas if you pick, you know, if we pick post some tat, the final tat, that would only yes. go around like five times. True, true. Um, yeah, but that's that again. That would be a just a kind of a pacifist approach. That would just be the the most merciful thing. Whereas, just you know, 
for example, maybe the the uh, the game selection with the fart in it would be <laughs> would be great just on loop all day. I'm looking on the back end now, just in preparation for what came out this week. Mm. And uh, what if we just played? Um, let's see. Emerge just gone past. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say there's there's an unlisted video here we recorded for someone's anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's just called Happy Anniversary, and the thumbnail isn't like there's no thumbnail. It's just a clip of the video, and we're just sat there next to each other on the sofa. Yeah. That. It's two minutes long. That for 24 hours. Just wishing happy anniversary to... Happy anniversary. I wonder if that, that, that's the uh, video we did with people where the electricity went out midway through you recording it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. <laughs> just suddenly it went dark the in the video. Middle. There we are. Just sat there. Oh, there no, this a, isn't it. But, yeah. There was, like, a behind-the-scenes clip that we put on Twitter at the time, I think, saying... You know, all the power's gone out. We just did a little little fly on the wall candid <laughs> clip, didn't we? Yeah, um, yeah, we did. I impromptu. <laughs> um, I think, did you leave me in there? I seem to remember you guys just walked out on camera and I just stayed in the dark. I don't know if that's, if that's uh, right. We'll have to go watch it afterwards to have a look. Yeah, now, I can't remember. It's, yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. I, yeah, because you're right. Like, it seems there's no perfect video because even like with the worst games ever, even with the games that are just so, so awful, there's always at least one commenter who's like, actually, this game's great and you're wrong. Totally yeah. unironically. <laughs> so I say yeah. we just go for Tiny Peter dancing, doing the, uh, the Han yeah, Solo dance. Good one. Just the so, green screen. Ju- yeah, just the green screen. Bring the world together. There you go. Every, by the end of the day, the whole world will be dancing with Peter and it'll be beautiful. And mm. I like to think that would... That would I, would choose um, what's in the case because then we can get Dave Benson Phillips back on uh, on that. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, a brilliant idea on television all over the world. It's his dream. Uh, ha, ha. I bet it feels stupid because he was like, "I really fucking phoned that in. I should have tried hard. I should have put in at least a little bit of effort." Oh man, yeah, no, I like that. I like. Oh yeah, you you doing you doing the world good? Are oh, you doing Dave good with that one, yeah. Peter? Dave yeah. good. Yeah. Peter. Would you like to roll into your thing-a-ding? I'd love to roll into my thing-a-ding. Um, so my parents are currently moving house and they've been going through some stuff that's like in the attic and, you know, little sort of keepsakes and stuff. And they found a book uh, of mine <gasps> that was a present for my, uh, let's see, fifth birthday. Um, and... You guys must be aware of this. You might have forgotten that this is a concept, but when I remind you, you'll you'll remember. Um, it's one of those books where there was a selection of like maybe eight on the advert in like a magazine or something. And what you do is you submit, you fill out probably on paper rather than on the internet in those days. You get like a little form and you write the name of the person who the book is for and a little bit more information like where they come from, who their two best friends are, and what their favorite food is or whatever. Yeah. And those words then get put into an actual bound storybook all about <laughs> that person going on an adventure and things happening to them. And they've got, you know, oh. the, the information is in there as though it's like a special book just about you. Yeah, um, my, my brother had one of those. I remember like finding it in the attic. I'm like, whoa, this is weird. It's got his name like in it. It's mad. It's a Christmas story one. Well, I'm so going to cool. show you the cover. Of the the book that I'm in, and I'm going to read it to you. Ah, oh, story time! Yeah, yeah, story time. Um, let me just 
Uh, hang on, pull up the. Da -da -da. I've got, I've, I've got it, I've got it here. I've got it, got a picture. Hang on, it's coming. It's coming. It's uploading. More any second. It's there. Oh, flipping egg is a Batman book. It's Holy oh shit! Oh my book. god! What? Um, so that's the front cover. Just going to add that to the thread for those. You know Bruce? <laughs> I know Bruce. Me and Bruce go way back. Yeah. Um, shit. Oh so my god, that's sick. It's pretty. It's pretty sick. Uh, so here's the book. And um, what, what I'm going to do as well, because I don't want to dox either myself or people who are named in this book. So I'm going to replace. Uh, it, it talks about my siblings. It names my siblings. And I'm going to replace it with Ben and Mikey instead of the names of my... Uh, <gasps> We're going to be so in So you're going to be mentioned in this story. Oh, this is the best day ever. I hope Batman beats me up. <laughs> well, he might do. Just, just you wait and see. Um, so here we go. Uh, Peter and Batman solve the case of the stolen robot with love from <laughs> Granny and Grandpa 1997. Aww. That was very sweet. Peter, aged five, looked out of the taxi window. He was very excited. All around him were the skyscrapers of Gotham City. Gotham was even bigger than he had imagined when he was at home in uh, Bristol with Ben and Michael. <laughs> hey! It's us! It says the that's name us. of that's my, our names. my village in here. That's in there. Peter still couldn't believe he had won a competition on the radio. The prize was a free visit to Toy Tower, the world's largest <gasps> toy shop. It was closing for the night, and Peter was going to have the whole shop to play in. And there's a picture, it's like POV, of me sitting in the back of a Gotham taxi on my own as a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, as Peter was getting out of the taxi, he noticed a delivery van speeding away from the department store. Written on the side of the van were the words... Fellini Movers or Feline Movers. Oh. Peter caught a glimpse of the driver as the van passed by. The driver was wearing a dark mask with pointy ears. That's strange, Peter thought. Maybe the driver was going to a fancy dress party after work. Peter shrugged. <laughs> Gotham City was a peculiar place. Um, and just for context, I'm going to send you the picture of the Fellini Movers van. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you can Do you want this added, adding to the thread? If you would, yeah. That would be great. Oh, does it have any information on the other screen? Uh, no, no, that's the that's that's fine. It's just got my name in it, but um, you can okay. you can see who's driving the van there if you use your powers of uh, my bat detective vision. work. Oh. Yeah, okay. Um, Peter wanted to play with the world famous Cat Two Thousand. That's K A T Two Thousand. Right, a cat shaped robot made just for children. It could play games, help around the house, even make milkshakes. Toy Tower had the only one in the whole world. When Peter went inside, he found out that the Cat 2000 had been stolen. The police were looking for clues, but the thief had left no trace. The shop manager sighed. We may never get the Cat 2000 back, she said. Don't, don't be so sure of that, said a deep voice. Everyone turned round to look. Peter couldn't believe it. Batman was there. Wow. <gasps> what? Just then, what? Peter remembered something important. He told Batman about the strange van he had seen. Hmm. The driver was wearing a dark mask with pointy ears. Hmm. Asked Batman. There's something else, Peter said. I saw on the television that the Cat 2000 runs on a special kind of battery. Won't the thief need a supply of those? Yes, 
Batman looked at Peter. Would you <laughs> Thank rec- you, Peter. Would you recognise that van again <laughs> if you saw it? Peter nodded. Batman smiled. Would you like to go for a ride? Oh, yes. Yes, please, Batman. <laughs> wildly responsible of Batman. It is. There's a double-page spread of Batman jumping into the Batmobile without a child uh, in shot, because I guess you might be buying this book for a boy or girl with different coloured hair. It's just Batman in the Batmobile on his own. Peter followed Batman to the Batmobile. He could hardly believe what was happening. Where are we going? He asked. To the Supervolt Battery Factory, Batman said. That's where the Cat2000's battery pack is made. I have a feeling you're right. The thief will have to stock up on the special batteries, or the robot will be useless. The Batmobile zoomed through the streets of Gotham City. In no time at all, Batman and Peter arrived at the factory. (laughs) There it is, Peter cried. The Fellini Fellini Movers Delivery Van was parked outside the factory. A dark figure was loading crates into the van. In the Glover streetlight, Peter saw the pointy ears of a mask. That's the driver I saw, he told Batman. Just as I suspected, said Batman. It's Catwoman. He pointed to something shiny in the back of the van. There's the Cat 2000. <laughs> and there is, there's, a, there's a picture of a cat in the back of the van. It's a robotic cat. I'll spare you many, many pictures of the illustrations, but uh, it's there. Catwoman, it's all over, Batman announced as he leapt from the Batmobile. That's what you think, Catwoman replied. She grabbed the Cat 2000 and ran. Batman threw his batarang white, threw his batarang comma winding a rope around her legs. Look out! Peter yelled. The cat two thousand's going to fall, <laughs> and she's dropping it in the picture. Peter jumped out of the Batmobile and caught the cat two thousand just before he hit Whoa. the ground. The robot was safe. Catwoman breaks several of Peter's fingers (laughs) yeah, and picks up the cat and leaves. Blinds him with her whip for the rest of his life. (laughs) Nice work, Peter, said Batman. (laughs) Drat, cried Catwoman. I really wanted that robot. It's perfect for me. Nice. (laughs) I know, Peter said. You're a cat, spelt with a K, A-T. You're a cat burglar. Uh, nice one, Peter. Good, good quip there. Does Batman like laugh? Does it say if Batman? No, laughs? Batman didn't laugh. Batman, <laughs> Batman oh, no sells the oh, joke. Like, hey, that I was going to say that you piece of, piece of shit. Uh, back home in Bristol, Peter told Ben and Michael all about his exciting adventure. The police had arrived and arrested Catwoman. Batman had slipped away into the shadows. The manager of Toy Tower was thrilled to get the Cat Two Thousand back. Peter finally went on his tour of the toy shop with the amazing robot as his guide. Best of all, Peter received a postcard. Dear Peter, it said, thanks for your help in solving the Cat 2000 robbery. I couldn't have done it without you. Batman. And then at the end, it says, Peter, enjoy this book, a special gift from Granny and Grandpa. Lovely. Thank you very much. Delightful. So that was made by the Personalised Book Company in Norfolk. Ah, they still going. Let's a, have a look. There's a landline number for them. I'm going to Google the number. <laughs> you, you Google the personalised book company. Personalised um, book company. They're at the Dis Business Centre. Dis with two S's. <laughs> oh, I don't know if they... There's lots of personalised book option websites. Many of them paid ads on Google, but none of them have that specific uh, name. What's the number, Peter? I I will actually call it if you want to put it in the chat. Uh, Oh, it comes up on, if you Google it, it does say the personalised book company, but it might be in a really old, like, phone book. 
uh, like uh, archive okay. web page or something. Here's the number. Right. If, if you want to ring it. Oh my god, this is exciting. Landline. I'd be very surprised if this still works. Okay, here we go. Guys, oh, I'm nervous. No, call failed. Damn oh, it! Let no. me just double check I got the right number. Yeah, it looks like it's gone. Oh, that's a that's shame. shame. Boop, boop, boop. You can still yes. see it in the top two results if you Google the number. It does say the personalized book company in this, but uh, they must just be from old phone book like archived oh, what a shame. stuff. Um, oh. There you go. That's the story of uh, how me and Batman rescued the KAT 2000 robot. It's incredible. Absolutely. Thank you, Peter. Absolutely yeah. riveting. Yeah, love it. Thanks. Right. Time for one last question. Uh, we're going sporty themed tonight, I think. That's Ooh. the theme today. This one's from Shana at StrangePenny12 on Twitter. What events would be included in the Vidiot's Olympic Games? Oh, God. Oh, we had, uh, this is, uh, I guess, an expansion on the Alcohol Olympics. Now we're making the Vid Olympics. Uh, <laughs> Olympiac, Olympiates? Yeah, Olympics. Yeah, I like that. Olympiates. Yeah. 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 Why not? I, uh, I still feel really bad. I think it was ugh, the first worst games ever we recorded for Vidiot's. I threw Billy and I broke his little wooden you guitar. Did. It's mm-hmm, still broken, did. isn't it? Still broken mm-hmm. to this day. Yeah. Oh man, I oh, I feel bad. I think actually in my room somewhere I've got a, like a wooden guitar that someone like laser cut for us. People sent us uh, super, super glue, glue yeah. to fix him, and we never we never <laughs> just did. Didn't. And were you sorry? You, just to finish your train of thought, were you going to suggest lobbing Billy around yeah, as, as a pick of Yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> he's, he's already fucked, isn't he? So I'm just ruining him. I'm trying to think of a pun based on discus. Uh, Piscus? Walrus? Walrus. Tuscus? Walrus. Tuscus. Tuscus. Maybe part of the challenge is you get like a bonus point if you don't break the guitar. To, it's right. just like a special thing. Like, wow, you really got control of Billy. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just like, I, don't, I want to see a little pink toy fly through the air. As I once did to that yeah, poor little boy. Like a shop put. Yeah, like that. Oh, shop put. Oh, that. Fuck, you throw it. Shop put. No, I'm thinking of clay pigeon shooting. Not clay pigeon shooting. That's no. too harrowing <laughs> to wash. No, not that one. I'm not doing that one. Billy no, Clay just... Walrus. Clay pigeon shooting. <laughs> be, be horrible. Uh, what about a car dodging? Yeah, yeah. Nice, car nice. hurdles. Mm-hmm. The 100 meter car hurdles. I'd actually like, like to see how quickly people can. Um, wrap someone else up in two rolls of bubble wrap because that was yeah. that took ages and it made me feel really sick because i kept having to spin and i was oh, like i'm bless. stopping can you keep running around I, you I can don't go around me yeah <laughs> god yeah that'd be a good team uh, effort um maybe something to do with cooking chicken dippers mm-hmm. i was thinking That's like a challenge like an eating competition whoever can eat the most smiley faces chicken dippers and beans wins <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to win that one. What about the sure. fastest person to run around the car park near Mikey's flat holding two sticks out in front of them as though they are mopeds, handlebars? Oh. But to add insult to injury, all footage of that event is never shown. Yeah. And they just do it and they feel stupid doing it and they feel even more stupid afterwards. Yeah. 
Why did we not even use? Why did we? We just had a very good reason for I not using know. that because we put was a lot of work into footage? it. I thought you we filmed used, it. Didn't we use like five seconds of it? I thought we used a little tiny bit of that. Maybe we did. I didn't think we used any aerial footage, and because oh. there was no, you can get away with anything if you've got a camera on you, obviously yeah. in <laughs> yeah. public. But Mikey was up on the. We've spoken about this before. Yeah. He's on the balcony of his flat, and it's so <laughs> everyone was just looking. There's two guys in wigs and a moustache running around with sticks, and it's just with no one filming them. Seemingly <laughs> humiliating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want a, I want an Olympic version of you're in the movies. Whoever <laughs> can make <laughs> yeah. the best one. <laughs> All the That'd countries pitted against each other. <laughs> but it's just the same shitty software every time. <laughs> mm-hmm. God, yeah. what would a gold medal performance be in that? Uh, what we did. I get, yeah, I think, yeah, we, yeah. we're Oscar winners. Mm-hmm. We set the bar. Try and beat that. You're not gonna, but you can try. You're not fucking gonna, mate. There should be a a sport or an Olympic event for who can do the most controlled splat. (laughs) (laughs) And then Neil walks out and says this. (laughs) Yeah. You tried it yourself. This is the controlled splat. Gold medal. Nice. Brilliant. I think that's it. I'm spent. I'm spent. Mm, Beyond just the gold medal for getting... 50,000 subscribers, but we didn't, we didn't get oh, that one. We never got there. We're falling further and further away from it every week. Sadly, yeah. We lose like 100 people a week, I think, is the average. Yeah, and that's been going on for years. We need uh, like a, we need a viral video. Can we just release a video called Viral Video? <laughs> See what happens. See what happens. I think that's how it works on Google. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Who yeah. fucking knows? Mikey, thank you so much for organising the questions this week. That's I did right. see it. I was just going to say, I, before we move away from that point, I did see a, um, a, a recommended YouTube video the other day that was called YouTube, Please Do Not Recommend This Video. And it was like two <laughs> weeks old. And I'm pretty sure it had like two million views or something, which wow. was just infuriating to see. <laughs> I might be exaggerating works. the numbers there, but I'm pretty sure it was something along those lines. Bonkers. Yeah. We should what have t- stupid stupid platform that should have been every video title at videos please don't watch this video please, please don't, don't recommend, recommend this video, this video. <laughs> yeah that's how it would work that would, that well, would change everything well, never mind <laughs> there we are everybody that is the end of poddy it's not forever just this this time if you go to store.yogscast.com there's actually some physical merchandise you can buy and i believe there's a u.s store as well isn't that right mikey yeah you're right indeed so if you head over to store.yogscast.com um there's a little link at the top there if you're in them united states of america where you can see some of the things but with slightly cheaper shipping you can find a whole host of lovely things like oh booth's got a new shirt it's got cats and uh metal robot cats on it what's not to love i want that But you know what's better than that Mm. is all the cool, swaggy, video stuff that's on there. We got T-shirts, hoodie, mug. God, they're so fly and so cool. And if you want to be so fly, so swag, so cool, you can you can buy them for yourself. But if you want to save a little bit of money, you can use code Vidiots at checkout for 10% off absolutely everything Everything. on the Yogscast store. That's right, Ben. Everything using code Vidiots. Brilliant. Look at that. Go do it. Yeah, do it. Please. Uh, <laughs> YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all.com forward slash Vidiots Official. Also, twitch.tv forward slash Vidiots Official. It auto hosts both Triple Jump and Parrot Boy, so you never miss any of our streams if you're not coming to us directly. 
Uh, but you can go give us a follow on there if you like. Streamlabs.com forward slash poddy. It's donations, £3 or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show once more. Here is this week's Pod Squad. Hitler's Nazi Minge Binge. Specky Beckers. Sorry. Oh, Jesus. I got <laughs> Cheggers and Becky mixed up there. <laughs> Specky Becky. Cheggerall Nobbage. Awesome Fox 42. Katiekin Solo. Release Mikey Cut Skyrim Zoo. An excellent message. Stukalicious. OG Lowly Bun. Low, mm, Lola Bunny Pawn. <laughs> Donak 07. The Generous Magic Thighs. Teenage Mutant Bastard Crabs. Cheath Kegwin RIP. Cishet Footboy. Oh, Jesus, Michael. Cishet Footboy. Cheggers. There we go. Just got to put some oomph into it. Lord Brotovich. Pro Trainer. Fred Weber. Doves Lick. Stephen Scordes, Big Titty Jesus 42, The Bus What Couldn't Slow Down, The Generous Addy Pramana 7, Dogging with Dick and Dom, The Bus What Couldn't Slow Down, Spread Pachiti Beans Beans, Beanus, 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 we're going for Beanus, my lover. Uh, Jason, Al- <laughs> Jason Allenby, Mr. Macca, Prince Beefcakes, Always an Adventure. Cherry Got Engaged, Axel's Alive 95, Shreddy Murphy's Donkey, Laurie Wales Yee Laws, uh, the very generous deluxe man on Twitter Twatter, Grumble Wank Boppis McGraw, Swinging with the Crankies, Cheeky Neil Buchanandos, Cheggers Peggers Play Pop, the incredibly generous Dave Bacon Phillips, Scott Chegg, Still love that. Cares <laughs> of the Gallifrey, Shart Trek, Wrath of Dominoes, Energetic Cat or Spunky Pussy, Living Breathing Poo Factory, uh, Tiny Peter, Big Bumpus, Ben's Oily Bread, Chegley Searides, Finn Tristam, and Rootin Tootin, Vladimir Putin. We also have the very generous, but wait, there's more. The obscenely generous, I love you, Miss Cornforth. Uh, then we've got Mike. Oxmall, uh, Friar Took, Michael Schumacher, going to skip the rest of that one, Sub and Dom in the Bungalow, uh, Michael Jugson's Mum's Jugs, Dave Benson Nipslips, Mars Bar, Cheggers Doesn't Do Camel Case, Just Jake, Perfect Camel Case, Non-Upple Jump, A Well-Trained Bear, Just Keep Swimming Ash, Jobby Jabalooney, Mikey's Detol Twitch Stream, Mr. Macca, Lord Dab... Dabba... Oh, come on, man. Lord Dab... Dabba Dee Dabba Barchinko. Fucking... What are, you, what are you playing as? Perfect. A very generous... No witty name. So Nick Gage. Kevin from Con. Big Titty Jesus 42. Neil Pooh Cannon's Fart Attack. Fuck my fuck you fuck. And Connor rolls his ankles. And there we are. That is your pod squad. Once again, streamlabs.com forward slash podius donations three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show thank you so much everybody for your generosity thank you thank you fantastic would you guys like to know what came out on vidiots slash is coming out on vidiots this week we've got i'd love to know yes we've actually got four weeks to get through because we didn't do last episode okay so what does this go up to this this the next episode this episode's Uh, on the 13th so the 27th of july is what we're going up to here we go vidiots channel update which wasn't it's changing oh. it's worst games ever is weekly and oh, i think we said this was yeah it's a good one uh wario wear on steroids bishy bashy special uh a troubling start vanilla mine <laughs> vanilla minecraft episode one <laughs> remember that that's oh, that good yeah a few damps post 
post some tat number 20 billy ray balrus noob versus pro quake 3 arena challenge you remember when you were pro mikey yeah and i got quake yeah 3. yeah okay i played it a couple of times in the past and then got trounced <laughs> yeah that was fun wasn't it good times uh, worst games ever london police racer uh, L- london racer sorry police madness uh marrying chickens vanilla minecraft episode two the world's most derangerous hunter hunting un- unleashed or I something i watched that like. recently it's a good video it's a terrible game, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. My God. Uh, ben goes to KFC, Vanilla Minecraft, Episode 3. Podiots, Episode 10. Boppis, featuring Aww. Cultaholic. I think Sam and Ross were in that episode. Yeah. Uh, post some tat number 21. Stab-proof Mikey. That's where you got your <laughs> not very bulletproof yeah. vest, and we yeah. stabbed it. Didn't have a bulletproof slab inside it. It was just the empty vest. Yeah. <laughs> like, Let's stab Mikey. <laughs> Stab I came him. out in one piece. It's fine. <laughs> You're fine. I was wearing my glasses in that. No one else was, so I was so. <laughs> Worst games ever. Smarties Meltdown. Oh, classic. Oh, no. <laughs> my exosuit's been <laughs> We're getting a divorce. Vanilla Minecraft episode four. Wrestling with friends. The Simpsons Wrestling featuring Cultaholic. Uh, ben makes a sex worker. Vanilla Minecraft episode five. That was limited ad suitability because we said sex worker. Naughty. Uh, but if we'd have said ho, we'd have probably been completely removed of it. Mm. So yeah, we are. Yeah. Uh, we did a piece of cake. WWE 2K18 one-handed challenge <laughs> featuring Adam Pacitti and his very sunburned legs. Oh yeah, <laughs> remember that. Oh, yeah. good times. Uh, post some tat number 22, filling our nappies. It's when someone sent us some nappy samples. Oh, that God. was nice. Cute. The first episode of the Let's Play of the Fallout New Vegas Prove It, oh. which led to a very good live action one. Worst games ever, Tweenies Game Time. Uh, I think we called Simon Miller for that one. We're <laughs> there now, guys. We've got a few more videos to go. We were so busy making great content. Oh. If only people fucking Too busy to it. notice that the channel was failing. <laughs> I think we were very aware. That's what yeah, made it hard. Yes, uh, yes. Becoming Building Gods, Vanilla Minecraft, Episode 6. The Thousand Yard Stare, WCW Backstage Assault featuring Cultaholic. Oh. Uh, Worshipping False Idols, Vanilla Minecraft, Episode 7. The second Let's Play episode of the Prove It for Fallout New Vegas. Uh... Poddy, it's episode 11, Dog Rap, oh, featuring Cultaholic. Excellent. Really got our money's worth out of Cultaholic, didn't we? <laughs> uh, happy Anniversary, the two-minute unlisted video that 10 people watched. Uh, there we go. Uh, post some tat number 23, Fishy Burger Boys. I have no idea. I think maybe we got the burger pillows. Oh, uh, that, that, that sounds yeah. right, yeah. The, what, the, the pillow that's supposed to smell of burgers, but just smelt of factory. Solvents. Yeah. <laughs> the... In my opinion, one of the best videos we've ever made. Fallout New Vegas in real life, live Very action good. finale. Yeah, Prove a work it. of art. Big fan of that one. And finally, the first ever Draw the Fans. And that oh. is everything that has come out over slash, well, yeah, over the last slash next two weeks. Yes, that makes sense. That's <laughs> yeah. four weeks worth of a culture. Four week period, yeah. Oh, the yeah. fucking Fallout live action video where you kicking the baby down the road. It goes into like the music. Everybody just like Football was coming home that summer as well. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. It's all kicking off. Um, anyway, there we are. So, I'm so, I need a lie down now. Uh, Mikey, where are you on the internet? At Powerboy on Twitter and also on the Twitch. I stream on occasion, but uh, busy boy. So it's, it's, it's a bit ad hoc, but keep your eyes peeled. I do fun stuff sometimes. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Peter, uh, I am that Peter Austin on Twitter and Instagram. Ben is confused underscore dude on just Twitter. But together we are Team Triple Jump on Twitter, Facebook, but more importantly on YouTube and Twitch. So we do live streams on the reg. Uh, and we do lots of different video formats, including lists, but lists that we want to do that don't make us feel creatively stifled. And also <laughs> worst games ever and occasional fun little bits of shows, which we'll be resuming probably in the next few weeks and months because we're actually returning to the office. Oh, we'll be oh my God. Things God, like it's happening. Silly cooking and, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Also, as mentioned at the end of uh, the Triple Jump podcast last week, Triple Jump is changing. It is. It's happening towards the end of this week. Something's going on. It's very exciting. So, yeah, come over and chuck us out. Uh, finally, why not leave us an iTunes... Re- re- oh, I fucking hate this sentence, even though I wrote it. Le- why don't leave us an iTunes review or a review slash rating on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Do we have a final question before we go? Um, no. No? Or have we already done that? We've already done that gag, I think, where you've said, do oh, we have a final we? question? I went, no. So, can't do we that. We can do it again. We can well, ask what it is. What is it? I'm always tempted to ask, could you just give us some final questions to use for future audience? (laughs) (laughs) That's the question this week. What final questions should we ask in future episodes? Yeah, that's a good one. There we go. We can ask that one every week, technically. Mm, Yeah. Right. Look after yourselves, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll, we'll, I was going to say, get you next time. Get you next time, Captain Hook. What? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.